Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, pumped for hour number two of the Lombardi Line here from VSIN, the sports betting network, presented by BetMGM. Excited to get Carl Jick Jack Johnson on from the Beau Rivage Sportsbook. Coming up soon in about 15 minutes, Thomas Gable, Sportsbook Director at the Borgata, joins us from Atlantic City in a half hour as well here on Hour 2 of the show. I'm Ben in for Femi today, and it is time for what is on Michael's mind. Quite the week in the uh, in the NBA, Michael, as much as the NFL preseason is dominated. It is really the soap opera. More headlines coming out today, which we are going to get to uh, in just a moment. Just kind of want to you know start, start from the beginning here, because you and uh, Femi were on the GM Shuffle Monday at, right after the James Harden Initial comment from China where he's called GM Daryl Morey a liar in, uh, in, in Philadelphia. And uh, so I want to, first off, just to get everybody caught to speed, this is what you said on Monday uh, on the pod with Femi, uh, and this was uh, also on the Lombardi line as well. So here's, here's where you started, Michael, and then we're going to go into how the week has played out. I really believe, Femi, that Morey would have paid Harden, but I think somebody stopped Morey from paying him. Mm. And I think it's the owner. I think Maury would have extended him for three years and felt nothing to it, right? Because Maury still thinks he's an elite player. That's why Maury's sitting there saying, I'm not going to take less for him. Then, you know, he's not worth it. Nobody sees him the way Maury sees. There's only two people in the world that see this guy as an elite player, Maury and Harden. So Maury necessarily kind of has to fall on the sword. If it's like, let's say it came from above that said, hey, Daryl, you cannot pay this guy that kind of money. He sort of has to fall on the sword. We're not paying him. And I'm not paying that guy that kind of money. I don't care if you have it in your car. I'm not committing this team to four years of that money. I think that's what happened. And what's interesting to just sort of throw, yeah, throw this against what the what another comment came out, Michael, is that Kevin McHale, uh, who certainly is very familiar with this, with that uh, situation being uh, you know, being very close to the Philadelphia organization and, and just, in, you know, in general from his time as a player and a, and a, and a coach being in the league. Uh, here's this quote, which I think is fascinating. And it kind of echoes a lot of what you were saying here, where Kevin McHale says, you know, my, my whole opinion is that Daryl Morey has really hooked up with James Harden. But I think ownership looked at it. And let's face it, if the owner looks at you and goes, we're signing that dude, you're signing that dude. This is the quote again from Kevin McHale. Story's over. And if the owner looks at you and says, we're not signing him. You're just not signing him. So it's interesting, Michael, that people within the league kind of view, view this similarly as to you do, that maybe this is a higher-up thing and it's not so much on the Daryl Morey front. 
Yeah, I mean, look, you know, Mikhail said it really well. Like, you know, players sometimes hear what they want to hear. But we do know that Maury loves this guy. And I don't know the end game here. What is the end game? Now, today it was announced, Elliot, our producer, mentioned that the NBA is, <coughs> is investigating these. They're going to look into it. I mean, remember, the 76ers lost uh, their second-round draft picks. They got fined a million dollars for tampering with the two players, Melton and Tucker, because they, you know, that, that's the money they got from Harden. And I've said this all along. Players don't give back money unless they have something coming to them. Right. And the, the conspiracy theorist in me, which I am, you know, would say that they probably had some kind of agreement. But then I think what happened, this is just purely speculation on my part. I think what happened was when Maury told Harden or maybe Harden sensed he wasn't getting this deal from Philly. All of a sudden he tried to bring Houston into play. Like, see, I'm going to go to Houston. I could go to Houston right? I'm going to opt out and go to Houston. And if you don't pay me, I'll opt out and go to Houston because Houston wants me. And then we find out Houston didn't want him. It was all just theatrics. It was all just PR through the media. It was all just a negotiating ploy. So you've got to try to put them all together and come up with a conclusion. But the, the real conclusion for me as a 76er fan, why it's on my mind, is even as the week of preseason, is there's no the only end game to this is both of them have to go. I can't imagine that Maury can stay or Harden can stay if you're the 76ers because Harden's not going to come in. And as Mikhail said, he did come in out of shape, which he looks out of shape right now for, based on that, that video from China, and he's not going to play or care, which is then going to lead us down a road to where Embiid's going to want to get traded. Oh, it's a tangled web we weave. It, it really is. Yes, it is. The soap opera that, that keeps on giving, and here was the, the report from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN was that the – uh, the league office is is pursuing an understanding. This is how they phrase it of whether James Harden was was portending a holdout in violation of the CBA uh, or had been referencing past contract discussions with the organization that might constitute salary cap circumvention. So that's kind of how they uh, they they phrase this uh, as far as the investigation now underway after the liar comments from James Harden. Another soundbite too we have from James Harden, which then uh, continues this uh, the ongoing soap opera. Here's what he he said now that he is uh, I believe back in the states and and continuing to talk and speak about what's all going on with Philly. With China, do you have an open line of communication with, with the 76ers, and how much patience do you need to have to, to let this play out? I'm just, I'm, I've been patient all summer, so uh, for me, it's just uh, focus on what I can control, and that's, uh, you know, working out, staying in shape, and uh, getting ready for a good season. Too late to repair the relationship? Uh, I think so. Okay, gotta love the what the high school football <laughs> random field. I don't know where that was, but maybe he was working out though. I was encouraged by that. Maybe he's back to maybe after he got done with China, he realized I need to get to working out. Maybe, yeah. I mean, that, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, look, I believe based, uh, believe that was from Houston, uh, where, where he was at on a, in a just a random uh, Texas high school football field looking to work out. So uh, we got we have the what's on Michael's mind graphic, and it's just like I just I just can't believe also that you have the odds too for like the Clippers are still minus two eighty since that's been the preferred destination. Um, and, you know, and and uh, Josh Harris has certainly been a big role in this. And that's probably the one thing we just haven't talked about enough. And that's uh, and that's now only continuing to grow as more and more comes out about this and the speculation builds. Yeah, I mean, there's no end to this. I like it, one of these things you have to do. And I think that reporter asked a question is, there, can we this made up like as the great Arnold Wallstein said, nothing says I'm sorry better than money. 
unless the 76 are going to give him more money, you're not making this isn't making being made up. And for what it's worth, if you're betting this and you're going like what like at this point as much as it's attractive to say, well, okay, there's clearly a fractured relationship. Why like there's why would I bet Philadelphia as far as where will James Harden and this by the way, this graphic is phrased as play his next minute, so be very careful how you're betting this. Why would anybody in the right mind, Michael, given with the soap opera that we're dealing with right no. now and James Harden, ever want to tie any money to a bet like this? It's it's the biggest waste of money you could ever make. It, it really is. I mean, I, I I don't know what it you know. To me, it's a waste of time. Hey, look, you know we the, this this whole trade thing. I mean, the Clippers could have easily, you know, that Maury's not going to make a deal. They're not offering what he. What do they want, right? Like the value of the players been diluted through all this as well. Dame Lillard, the same thing. I mean, Tyler Hero, you know, they're not getting Dame Lillard in Miami for Tyler Hero. I mean, that's already been said, and that kind of has quieted down. Exactly, and that's you know, that's why for for many of these markets too, they've started out they were they were released you know, very very early in the summer as soon as the initial demand from Jaden Harden to be traded came out, and you know that's why you're still kind of sitting here and there's not really much certainty whatsoever. It's only gone the other direction, and yet. The odds have all stayed the same. Clippers uh, still uh, still minus two eighty. And the other thing I was just I'm curious on and, and just wondering because if you go back, I mean Adrian Wojnarowski has been so tied into this from the ESPN front and has had a you know, bunch of reports come out. And this, I mean, you go way back to even during the season. And I mean, he was you know, he was mentioning Houston as a possibility. He was also mentioning the possibility of James Harden getting getting the extension. You know, going back to during the season last year, and it kind of, you know you sort of wonder, well, somebody was clearly feeding that to Woj. So where was that yeah. all coming from? And, and the timing just seemed very, very conspicuous with how things have now all of a sudden totally fallen out. Yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, this whole thing. That's why, you know, the media the, is such a, a conduit to this information, whether it's a cover story or whether it's trying to create leverage. You know, oh, Houston wants them. Well, Houston didn't want them. No one wanted them. I mean, there's nothing that tells you more about the value of the player that when he opts in. I mean, Montreal Harrell, who was horrible last year for the 76ers, opted out, and he got more money. Now he got like $200,000 more, but even he opted out. I mean, Harden had no choice but to opt in Mm -hmm. because he knew that there was no market out there for him to get the $36 million. I don't think he could get close to $36 million. So he had to opt in, which tells you he has no value. If you're Maury and he opts back in, it isn't because you got this unbelievable player. It's because he's not playing well. And I also wonder too, from the the Udoka perspective, is the big part of the you know the whole Houston narrative. Because if you read some of the reports, like from from Adrian Wojnarowski, I mean, they're they're they're, and there's reports they're from the Athletic going back to March, which was before Udoka was hired. He was hired in late April to be the Houston head coach. If if Harden, like I, I wonder if there's a part of this. Harden really, really believed that this was in the makings in Houston, and Udoka gets there, and he goes, uh, "Yeah, that's not that's not how this is going. I am not taking on James Harden." And as soon as that was squashed, all of a sudden Harden had, had sort of felt like, and maybe in, in his mind, he was sitting there and, and felt like, "Okay, well, this this uh, this plan A is gone. Now, if Philadelphia calls my bluff, this this could result in some chaos." And it seems like that path is sort of what has ended up playing out here. Yeah, I, I think, and so where does it all go? Uh, either he comes back, he's not going to be. How would you like to be? How would you like to be Nick Nurse right now? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, he's getting paid a lot of money to, uh, to lose the remaining hair he does have. You know, everybody says that, but unless you're in the in the money, you you don't do this job for the yeah. money. You do it because you love it and you want to win. I really believe that. I mean, and so you got to be sitting there. What did I get myself into? Now the reward is, you know, you got a you got a hell of a of a of a, of a financial settlement. But like this is not this this is going to define who I am. This is horrible. The irony too is Nick Nurse is he's never been a guy as a as a head coach in the era of player empowerment. Who, who lets guys have a long leash as far as players go. Like, he's always been super stern and strict. And I, even if Harden was, was happy and all of this stuff was set aside, imagine that relationship coming in where you know, Nick Nurse is not going to let Harden come in and just, you know, do whatever he wants regardless. Oh, he's going to – no chance. He's going to want him in shape too. You, you better – yeah, you bet that he'll want Harden in shape. That's another question. With, with training camp, you know, it opens up in just a few weeks for a lot of these teams. It's, it's uh, right around the corner here, the James Harden saga – the gift that keeps on giving, and that is what is. I'm not surprised. That is on your mind, Michael. will be for some time. Uh, when we come back, let's go to the Beau Rivage, Carl, Jick Jack Johnson. He is joining us next on the Lombardi Line. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a and Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM. Sports BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Excited to welcome in our pal Carl Johnson. Jick Jack with us here, Michael, on a Saturday. Joins us from the Beau Rivage Sportsbook in Biloxi, Mississippi. It's almost here, Carl. I mean, we're a week out, week zero of college football. I know down in the heart of college football country, they're getting, I have to imagine, they're getting awfully fired up here for things to get underway. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you can feel it in the air. I mean, the only, the only thing different is I wish it was. I wish that cool weather would hurry up and come in because uh, it's really humid down here. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, this is a great time of the year. Everybody's excited. Uh, I mean, we we've got good traffic in the casino. Uh, we're ready to go. Yeah. So you got you know you got a big one to start it off with. LSU, Florida State, both teams. Are, are talked about like they have a chance to be special this year. Florida State and the ACC, LSU in the Southeast Conference. What's been? I know you're at LSU House, but you are close to Tallahassee too. What's been the spread? What's been that like in the in the in your Biloxi shop? Yeah, I mean, so it's it's talked about every day. It's it's being bet every day. It's a that's going to be one of the uh, uh, probably one of the biggest handle games that we have all year. Um, it, you know, I don't know if the first game of the season has anything to do with it, but you're right. We get good traffic from Florida. Uh, of course, we get the LSU traffic here. Uh, you know, that line hasn't done a whole lot. Uh, you know, it's at two and a half right now. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, and, you know, for LSU and, uh, you know, I'm assuming for Florida State, too. But uh, this you know, first game of the season has huge you know, it, it means a lot, you know, towards this national championship run, which I think LSU has a real good chance. Uh, Florida State, uh, you know, they're, they're, people are saying that they're going to win that ACC. So we'll see. And that's a game Sunday, September 3rd, part of the, the big Labor Day weekend slate of games from Orlando, rematch of the game at the Super Bowl some last year, the Florida State. I was able to win on the blocked PAT in the final second. So LSU maybe has some revenge on the mind. That is a two and a half point spread consensus and I just wonder from a futures perspective you're in the heart of the southeast Carl you got a lot of I'm sure in a lot of heavy SEC betting which is always the case when you think about the strengths of teams in, in the college football futures land but now for teams like LSU Florida State maybe not in your Georgia Alabama Ohio State Michigan ilk of the top three or four how many of teams like that how much attention actually is there how, how much action have those teams taken in that you know 12 to 18 to 1 kind of mid-tier next level range in the college football futures yeah, you know, uh, uh, Ben, for us, um, you know, I think it has everything to do with location and the traffic that we get through here. You know, everything is kind of regionalized now. The good thing about us is that our futures book always tends to come out pretty good because, you know, our, our guests are, are Florida, uh, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, you know, right in the heart of the SEC. So we get pretty good action in each direction there. Uh, you know, look, uh, I think Michael hit hit on this last week. Uh, you know, when you when you drop down the, the list of, of teams to look at in this futures market, uh, I think he mentioned Tennessee. You know, they got a big game. Uh, uh, Georgia goes into Rocky Top this year. That's going to be a huge game. Tennessee, or for whatever reason, can pull that off. They're going to throw their name in the hat in the hat uh, with that race, too. So. For us, basically, you know, they bet three teams in the SEC on the futures. Uh, they're loading up on Georgia, Alabama, LSU, and then they, they pop uh, three Big Ten teams. They hit Michigan, Ohio State, and we're getting some Penn State action this year. So that's, that's how it's going here. Yeah, Penn State's one of those teams that, you know, there's a lot of on paper that they like about them. And I think Michigan's another team on paper. We talked to Tim Murray earlier in the show, and – and they're really good. You know, and they have a lot of older players coming back. So you're right there in the heart of it all in the Southeast Conference. 
Alabama. What's your gut on who will be the starting quarterback for Alabama? It's yet to be declared. I know Nick said Milrow was in the lead, but he was evasive. What's your what's your thoughts on who will be the starting quarterback? Yeah, well, you know, I think this kid Milrow is a run first quarterback. Uh, you know, it's just going to depend on you know can he fit into you know the scheme of what they need to do. I look, I think in the SEC, I think we've all seen enough SEC action. You've got to you, you've got to have a have a basic uh, balanced pro attack. You got to be able to run the football and you got to be able to throw it. So uh, you know they got this Notre Dame transfer, this Buckner kid uh, that came along with the uh, uh, Tommy Reese, the, the offensive coordinator. Uh, I don't know, and and you're right, Saban holds this stuff back. Uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I tend to believe if, if you know, and you you obviously know a whole lot more than this. Uh, than I do, but uh, I, I'm going to want that balanced ta- attack. You know, I think they'll use that kid. Um, you know, to, to you know maybe first and second down, but uh, I like that balanced run pass attack. Well, it's interesting how the from the betting market, I can't remember a season, especially under Nick Saban as a head coach, Carl, where there's been so much back and forth, and and you have really polarizing opinions on both ends of the spectrum. There's one camp that goes, look, you can't bet against Nick Saban. He's a guy who's only lost more than two games once in his career, and that was his first year down in T-Town. And on the other hand, there's some case to be made that this is his week of a, of a roster top to bottom as Saban has had in the last five, six years. So where do you stand on that with a team with a win total at 10 and a half? Yeah, I, I'm not buying any of that stuff that I'm hearing. Look, that man's the best college football coach there is right now. Uh, I'm not going to bet against that man. Uh, you know, Look, he lost two games last year by what four or five points. Um, you know, he's a he's a, an attention to detail kind of coach. Uh, I'm I'm not going to second guess that guy. He's going to be right in the middle of things. They can talk all they want about his uh, you know his his crew not being up to par, but uh, I don't believe any of that. I, I, I'm not either. I think they're going to be much better defensively. And, you know, I think ultimately with Kevin Steele, somebody he's more comfortable with as his defensive coordinator, Pete Golding, left to go to Mississippi. I think that certainly will will enhance them. And I think Nick was embarrassed last year with the defense. So talk about embarrassing. Let's shift over to College Station. All right. So <laughs> this is a talented team. And we know Petrino's a really good coach, right? We know he can. One thing I know for certain, Petrino can coach the quarterback. A college quarterback will play well for Bobby. Just look at Illinois when he was at Missouri, one of those directional schools last year. He, he got production out of that quarterback. So you know a and is going to be better offensively. Are you getting any action on them in terms of being able to go their overtotal, Carl? Well, I, I, look, Michael, I agree with you with Patino. But, but uh, you know, so – I. Jimbo is I think Jimbo's the issue there. I mean, they're going to they're going to ultimately do what Jimbo tells them to do. And, uh, you know, he hadn't passed the eye test for me. Uh, you know, they hadn't done a whole no. lot uh, uh, when they when they or, scored or the, or, they, or the any test. Jimbo don't pass yeah. any test. So we could put it right <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. So, look, they I know one thing they I think they were almost fed up with it last year down there. Um, this is going to be a huge year for Texas A&M. The problem is, is that all these other teams in the SEC are, are are just as good or better. So, I mean, he's got his hands full. Jake Jack Johnson is where you follow uh, Carl on the Twitter slash X machine from the Beau Rivage Sportsbook in Biloxi, Mississippi. You also have done, I've, I've, I've seen the power ratings are out. 
your personal power ratings for the NFL here in, in 2023 as we get ready now just a couple weeks out from week one getting underway. Where have you found your power ratings a little bit higher or lower on with a specific team there compared to the market? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I've, I've tried not to, you know, I, this is what I think. I think that uh, the, the people that perceive teams to be bad are a lot better than what they think. And I think the, the teams that everybody thinks are going to be really good are not quite as good. Uh, I, you know, I tell you one thing for me, I don't know how you guys feel, but I really like this Jets team. Uh, you know, I, I get a chance to see them on, on hard knocks. Why they don't do 32 teams on hard knocks and let you subscribe to the one that you want, I don't know. I don't have no idea, but I like that. It, it gives a, a guy like me and just a regular guy a, a chance to see how the inner workings work a little bit. Uh, I like that team a lot. Uh, look, I think Seattle, um, that's one of the futures we didn't talk about last week. I think Seattle uh, is going gonna, is gonna to have a pretty good year. I was really impressed with their season with Geno last year. So I think it's going to be a close-knit group. I, I, I think your bottom teams and your top teams are going to be closer together than what we think. I know the big issue, Michael. Uh, Leif Schreiber would not have a voice if, uh, if, if they did all 32 yeah. teams on uh, Hard Knocks. That's probably the biggest issue, Carl, <laughs> logistically, uh, if we're looking at it. But Seahawks over 8.5. That is the win total for this week. We will, we will give out uh, on your behalf. So always good to, uh, to catch up with you. I was just watching the uh, – what was, what was the recipe you had cooking up on your, on your Twitter there the other day? The, the, the southern uh, fried cabbage? That looked amazing. Southern fried cabbage, man. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it, it, it was so good. It just uh, You just want to eat it all day long. Chef's, chef's kiss right there. <laughs> Great as always to catch we'll up with you. Be well. <laughs> I can't wait to cook Michael some of that stuff. Cannot wait either. Uh, we'll, we'll shift up to Atlantic City. Thomas Gable joins us next on the show. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Throughout the NFL preseason, the VSEN experts are busy evaluating every team to give you the betting edge, and our updated NFL betting guide is due out later this month. We'll help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use VSEN betting splits, and football contest strategies. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and reserve your copy of the guide or take advantage of our football season special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $199. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe as we go out to Atlantic City and visit with Thomas Borgata, Thomas Gable at the Borgata uh, Sportsbook Director there. And I understand that TG was just over at your house, Michael. A little, I wonder what was on the menu last night. I'm jealous I wasn't there. but Oh, like it's great... on the menu last night. Oof. Let's see. Well, we, always, we had steak. We had the tomahawks. And then Millie made some mushroom pasta. And Nisa made some shrimp uh and bill Berman did most of the entertaining and and sure. uh and handled the conversation so other than that it was wonderful it was <laughs> great. oh yeah that makes a lot of sense and uh yeah with a fully stocked up belly now now tg you're ready to go week two nfl preseason and i'm i'm, I'm curious your perspective on this where if there's that perception all the betters just wanted to bl- blindly bet a lot of these market movements yet so far you've only gone six and nine at least on the sides if you r- blindly bet those moves and We've got a bunch of them this week. There's, what, four or five games that have moved at least three points, and we'll see if that uh, continues to be the case where the books have, I, I'm sure, as, as maddening as it is to try to book NFL preseason, it's gone a lot better than in years past. Yeah, I mean, week one was interesting because it, it seemed like uh, we talked about this a little bit uh, last Sunday where if you were kind of just uh, following those linemen, you didn't, you didn't do too well, and a lot of the groups that we see come in and we're uh, – 
were taking positions early on and, and then obviously getting CLV there. Uh, it, even with that, uh, didn't turn out too well. So, um, you know, for the games today, uh, the, the, the early game here with the Jags and Lions, um, you know, the, the Lions are the ones who seem to be uh, taking the majority of the handle here. And then uh, I guess the, the late afternoon game locally, 4 p.m., uh, between Miami and Houston, uh, Miami two-point dogs, uh, they're taking a little bit of money now as well. But, um, you know, we'll see how this week works out for, for everybody. Uh, we didn't see as many uh, groups get involved in week two as we did in week one. Uh, but uh, we'll see we'll see how this turns out. Last night, uh, not so great with the Giants winning outright there. Uh, again, it's it's funny, even in preseason, the regional bias here, you know, we saw with Philadelphia the night before, last night with the Giants, it doesn't matter. The, uh, the fans uh, regionally still come out and bet their team, even in preseason. Yeah, it's amazing, right? Blindly, and they do it and go through it. TG, I want to ask you about a game in week one. I know we're going to jump ahead here a little bit. I know we got a lot of preseason yep. football in the fight to talk about, but why do you think – the the Colt Indianapolis game is one of the most bet games in the week one market. Like why what is attractive to that game? When I look at the board, I see it like, you know, the well, excuse me, I'm sorry, the Houston Baltimore game. It's got sixteen thousand tickets written all right already on it. And I don't understand why that game is so appealing and the line hasn't moved at all. It's to open at ten, it went down to nine and a half. Yeah, so Texans Ravens, uh, we actually we opened this nine and a half. We didn't we didn't open it at ten. We opened it nine and a half, and uh, we have kept it at nine and a half. Now for us in this shop, it's not one of the more heavily bet games. I mean, the Ravens, you know, laying that nine and a half under under ten, it's it's a nice little uh, attractive play maybe for some people. Um, you know, in terms of the overall market, what you're seeing, you know, maybe nationally, you're looking at, you know, composite of numbers there from, from books uh-huh. across the country and uh, why it's so popular. I mean, listen, there's a lot of interest, I think, in Baltimore in general this year uh, with Lamar being back. Lamar is by far our biggest liability to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um and then, obviously, with uh, with Stroud there for the Texans, you know, I, I think the game is just going to kind of be an attractive game for uh, for casual fans and uh, maybe not casual fans, real fans, but maybe somewhat more casual betters. Uh, you know, the game that for me that's surprising here that has attracted a lot of interest and a lot of handle is the uh, Week One game between Vegas and Denver. Again, not two teams that we typically see a lot of local interest in uh, being there in uh, in the West, but for whatever reason, this game has attracted uh, the second most handle really well, for the Sunday games, only behind the Eagles and Patriots. Wow! So uh, wow. you know, and we're leaving alone, you know, the the standalone on Thursday night with the Lions and Chiefs, and the Monday night game. If you're just looking at the Sunday games. This Raiders and Broncos game is the second most heavily bet there. So it, I don't have a reason why that is. Uh, we're getting good two-way action on that game. Uh, currently, the Broncos are laying four and a half. Uh, we did open it uh, with them laying three and a half. So they're bet up to four and a half. But 
now four and a half, you're getting a little bit of Raider money here coming in. But yeah, I, I it's tough for me to explain why that game is uh, standing out here. It is fascinating. That was originally one of the biggest line movers for week one. Some shops I'm seeing at TG have started to see a little bit of buyback, but still at, uh, at MGM shops. Four and a half is the number for the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, that's, how, that's how many points the Raiders are getting in Denver there for, for one of the week one matchups. And we're also starting to see you know, the college football week zero. The action start to come in. It, it, it seems like the betters were very quick to take Navy getting over three touchdowns. That, that number now down to 20 yeah. and a half Navy uh, and, and Notre Dame. And some really enticing other week zero matchups where you say you get uh, you know, San Diego State, Ohio's a, a three-point line, two teams that are projected to go bowling in the 2023 season. So what's been the big movers as far as the Week Zero card starting next week? Yeah, that uh, Navy-Notre Dame uh, spread actually touched 19 and a half at one point here. Um, but, I mean, that's going to be the marquee game. That's the, the first game on the slate. You know, Notre Dame returning five stars on offense, uh, but obviously upgraded nicely there at quarterback, bringing in uh, Sam Hartman from Wake Forest. And they have a good offensive line. Now, obviously, there's been turnover in the coaching ranks there at Notre Dame. And uh, this was a team that struggled last season when they were a big favorite. They they only went one and five ATS last season when they were favored by a touchdown or more. And Navy really struggled last season, but they have a new OC from Kennesaw State. And people are expecting a little more passing than what we've traditionally seen from the midshipmen. They'll still run the triple option, but I, I think the initial reaction from betters was to take the over here. Um, and as you said, there's been some movement there uh, on the spread itself. Total has moved up to 50 and a half. Um, and you know, I think people are just expecting Notre Dame to all of a sudden be putting up a lot of points now with Hartman at quarterback. So that's one of the games that at least that total has been attractive to betters. Um, you know, listen, and there's some programs obviously playing in week zero that, you know, you just, you say, well, it's it's good as week zero because you'll get right. some interest on the game. It's like it's UMass and New Mexico State. You know, you have probably the worst program in college football there in, in UMass playing, but you'll probably take some action on on that game. That that has moved. It's actually uh, moved a little bit towards towards Massachusetts in that one. Um, you know, we'll get our first look at USC, which is exciting for a lot of people, and and San Jose State. That's a, that's a program that. Uh, you know, they should be also able to score some points. So uh, USC's defense has improved. Um, we'll see how much, but it, you know, that's the highest total on the board there at 63 and a half for week zero. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's some of these games, it's good that they're kind of playing in week zero because you're not going to be writing much action otherwise if they were in week right. one, but um, you know, you, you are going to get some, some good games though. Like as you point out, San Diego state and Ohio, uh, should should attract some decent action as well. How about the big fight tonight, McCann and uh, the Balotic Baluda kid, the the kid who just upset Andrew Kane last week. Kind of was upset the uh, was the underdog in that fight and won. McCain is the the pride of Britain. What's the action on that fight? Yeah, I you know I don't think we're going to take a, a ton of uh, money on that. You know, UFC has their uh, their pay-per-view here uh, going UFC 292 tonight. Um, the, the main event in that one is is going to be pretty attractive, I think, for a lot of reasons. You have uh, O'Malley there as the dog, a, a pretty big dog to Sterling. And O'Malley is such a popular figure amongst uh, fight fans. Uh, you're going to be taking a lot of, uh, lot of action there on the dog. Uh, books are probably going to need Sterling. So, um, 
if uh, if you want Sterling, I, I would think you're you're probably going to get a better price at him at some point late because uh, I, I think mm-hmm. there's just going to be a lot of action on O'Malley. I think from the the insights we got this morning from BetMGM nationally, uh, TJ, 89 percent of the bets on uh, Sean O'Malley. So uh, and you said he was a popular yeah. fighter. Yeah, not a shock there. Yeah, not not a shock whatsoever. Uh, you know, I don't know our splits are not near that, but, uh, you know, O'Malley is certainly going to be a very, very popular. No doubt. Uh, Thomas Gable, director of the Racing Sportsbook at the Brigada in Atlantic City. Always a pleasure catching up with you, TG. Excited Thanks, that we're, TG. Uh, yeah, we're, we're rolling in here. Week away from, uh, from week zero. We'll be catching up with you soon, all right? All right. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. And when we come back, Michael, some, uh, some news that happened yesterday on the signing front in the NFL. Jadavian Clowney is now a Baltimore Raven. Want to get your thoughts on how that, uh, you know, how, how that is going to impact things in the AFC North. We'll give our final They're thoughts. They're an interesting team to talk uh, about. They are Their injury team. situation when uh, we come back is, it is interesting. We'll talk NFL preseason a little bit more as well as we wrap up. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem frontline bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and Game Center remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Big thanks to Tim Murray from Prime Primetime, Carl Johnson at the Beau Rivage in Biloxi, Mississippi, and Thomas Gable from the Borgata. We'll speak with TG tomorrow, Michael. Excited for that. As we have our pro tip of the hour, as we wrap things up, pro tip on the show today. I think this is a good one. Uh, looking to pay more attention to the reports that you see coming out of the joint practices 
now that those are much more popular here throughout the NFL preseason than necessarily the games themselves, since you're going to see what at most like a series or two for on average for a lot of these starters, Michael. And we're talking about this as it relates to the uh, the Patri- uh, Patriots Packers joint practices. You can get a lot of good nuggets coming out of those joint practices since you actually will see the ones go against each other, even if it's just in a scrimmage setting. Yeah, I mean, look, er- everything you read is subjected to the concept of evaluate the evaluator, right? So, you know, who's watching, who's reporting, and then what are they saying? And do they understand what the drill is? You know, if it's a rundown drill, you know, it's going to favor the defense because they know it's a rundown drill. If it's a run-pass drill, it's going to favor the defense because it's going to be some form of play action and it's called. Whereas if it's a move-the-sticks drill, then it's a real game. And so you've got to understand, and the fans sitting in the stands, they don't know what the drill is. Red zone, you kind of have a sense. Okay, mm-hmm. they're in the red zone. You can look at the scoreboard. Oh, it's third and seven in the red zone. Here's a third down. And you could evaluate what's going on. Sometimes it's hard to tell if the production, if the protection was good because you can't touch the quarterback. So the quarterback might step up, and it looks like the guy's going to tackle him. Well, maybe he wouldn't have tackled him. Maybe he wouldn't have been able to, to, to get him on the ground and all that. So it's a little bit misleading, and I would caution you to make too many final judgments on, on what you're listening to. You know, Patriots are good on Wednesday. You know, all those things that go back and forth. The game that will play on Saturday tonight, I mean, the Raiders and the Rams went through their practices too. So the game won't have as much because the, the work that they've done during the week. No doubt. A lot of movements as well, you know, in the, in the betting market too. And sometimes that comes from the joint practices. So as we've talked about this whole process in the preseason, take those with a great assault. Don't necessarily try to, uh, to chase the big, big line moves going on. Uh, as far as some injury stuff and just signings that we've seen this week, Michael had the uh, the surgery announced for Marlon Humphrey and the Ravens secondary expected to be out at least through week one. They're, they're optimistic he's back at some point in September for Baltimore. So Ronald Darby was signed to, to help up the, the help out the secondary that is certainly uh, lacking in the depth category right now. And then Jadavian Clowney signed the other day. Uh, so I, I didn't realize this. First number one overall pick to play for five different NFL teams since yeah. Jeff George. Wow, that is not a uh, – I, I, I had no idea that nugget existed. Shout out to uh, Elliot yeah, Bowman, our producer number, for that. Right? And mean, so uh, here we go. Look, Javion Clowney to Baltimore. Well, well, Baltimore's hurting a corner, right? They needed Darby uh, because they, they really don't have – Rock Yassin is injured as well. He hasn't been practicing. And can he stand and play man-to-man at corner? I don't know. You know, they signed Arthur Mullet from the from the Steelers as a cap casualty guy. He's one of their starters. I mean, th- this is a team that's kind of hurting in the back end. And then what's also hurting is can they rush the passer? So they combine the two things. So you could see that they decided to do those things. They 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 signed Clowney. Whether he can practice and play, I don't know. Bowser's still on NFI, so he's not ready to go yet. You know, so they're going to have to get somebody who can rush the passer. And that's why I kind of was asking TG, is this people are people taking the nine and a half blindly because Baltimore defensively, and if you look at their secondary and look at their rush, if Houston can protect at home, getting nine and a half is an attractive number. And I think the injury bug has affected has affected the 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 Ravens so far this year. No, no, right, especially with how you, know, you think about where that team was at a season ago and. And, and had, its, had its injury issues as well, both on offense and on defense. And it's interesting how – so it's a one-year, $2.5 million deal. Incentives could make that a, as, as high as a $6 million deal for Clowney there 
going to Cleveland. And so it's a team in, in, in desperately needing some additional depth there at the defensive spots, even though you know like the starters have looked very solid. It's just, what do you have behind them? And I, you just wonder how much tread is left on the tires there for Clowney, who has now started to bounce around. And the quote from John Harbaugh, uh, which, which we'll, we'll show here in a second, that uh, just the general quote was that they think he's a little underrated uh, as a pass rusher. And uh, here, was, here was what Harbaugh had to say as far as the overall uh, addition and what he thinks Clowney will bring to the team. Jadavian is a, is a tough, hard-nosed, throws his body around kind of player. We played against him so many times. We understand how he plays. And uh, we're excited to have him, and he's excited to be here. So I think he's a good fit in this defense. He's a high-energy player. He's a very physical player. He's a guy, when he plays, he's kind of reckless with his body. I mean, he throws it around. He's heavy-handed. Uh, he's, a, he's a power rusher. I think he could even, you know, he's a really good pass rusher. I think he's a little underrated as a pass rusher. And... Uh, you know, top pick in the draft and all that. and uh, But as a, as a play hard, heavy-handed edge setter, gives us a chance to get, you know, four pass rushers on the field on third down situations that are true pass rusher type guys. There's a real value in that. But just turned 30, Michael, and only had a couple, you know, only had two sacks last year for Cleveland and sort of had a falling yeah, out there I mean, in the organization. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they were counting on him to give pressure on the other side to uh, Miles Garrett, and that never manifested itself in, in the whole time. So, you know, and, and he didn't really hit the end. You know, four quarterback hits the whole season. Look, I, I think Baltimore is in trouble in the secondary because Marlon Humphrey is really the best, one of the best what we call star, uh, inside slot corners and sub, right? And he's not an outside corner. When he plays on the outside, just watch the Pittsburgh. People go after him. But when he's inside, he's really good. He's got help on top. And he can pick those underneath routes. They're going to have to move Kyle. If they move Kyle Hamilton, who people think is a safety, Kyle Hamilton is not a safety. He's a nickel linebacker. He plays zone in the nickel. That's what he does. He's never engaged a man to man, and he's never on the deep part of the third, deep third of the field. And so, you know, they're going to have to change what they do a little bit with a Humphrey. If they have to go to with, with Humphrey's injury, and if they have to go to Hamilton and more of that kind of role, then it becomes a problem. And they're going to need to get some rush. You know, the thing about Clowney is why he's been on so many teams. He can't stay healthy and he can't practice. Has a hard time staying healthy and he has a hard time practicing. And so that becomes the issue. And at 30 years old, that's not going to get better. What's fascinating, too, is just think about not only the Houston game for week one, which you're talking about, maybe a little interest in the dog in some markets from 10 down to now a consensus Ravens minus nine and a half, but like DraftKings just released all their lines for the entire season the other day, and the Bengals play the Ravens in week two in Cincinnati. And that like, it could be, we still don't know the status of Joe Burrow for week one at QB, could be Burrow coming off the calf strain, making his season debut. Bengals historically under Zach Taylor have struggled in the first few weeks of the season. And you could have that combined with still no Marlon Humphrey for Baltimore. So, like, that, that's such a fascinating game because it feels like a kind of a fulcrum swing game in the AFC North even so early, Michael. And I'm seeing early uh, Bengals three-and-a-half-point favorites. But a lot of uncertainties, even, you know, even extrapolating out yeah. for that Week 2 game. Well, I think Baltimore's going to struggle defensively in terms of can they cover. They're going to have to modify. They're not going to be a man-to-man team. You just can't go out there and say, okay, we want to play man. you got to generate pass rush, and you, you've got to be able to cover – and they're lacking some of their cover guys. And so when you sign veterans like this, when you sign Darby, who struggles, and you sign Clowney, who has been good at times, but he hasn't been great lately, you're saying you've got a deficiency that you've got to cover. Now, maybe they'll get more out of these players than the teams that had them last year could, but it's still a concern. And if you're a better, you have to take these moves not as 
as the general public does or the Ravens fans do. Oh, isn't that great? We got these guys as, hey, there must be a problem inside that building that's a concern for their team, and they're doing this. They're not doing this because they're just trying to fill out a camp roster. You do that with young players that you can cut. Once you sign Clowney, he's on your team, you know, and you're counting on him. So that tells me they have an area they're concerned about, which is what I'm concerned about when I watch their tape as well. Yep. And I just wonder from his perspective, now that he's 30, like he, he was upset that he, you know, the organization prioritized Miles Garrett over him in Cleveland, which, like, why wouldn't they? Do, do you think he's able yeah. to mentally, like, will he adapt now that he's kind of an elder statesman and, and turn into more of a, you know, sort of a, a guy who can, can teach things to the younger guys? Because I mean, there are some, you know, there are some interesting aspects of that D line that are young and still needing to develop. Yeah, no, no question. And, you know, they have a good scheme and they're well coached. You know, I mean, the concern is injuries with Baltimore. Can Ronnie Stanley, we didn't talk about that, can he stay yeah. ever healthy? I mean, could he stay on the field more than five weeks in a row? It's, it's, that, that's a problem it's also that, for them. Uh, and that they, guy named they Lamar need Jackson. to get through this. And, and there's really no room for error in the North. There's a lot of good teams in that North. Such a, a tightly packed division. Uh, can Lamar Jackson stay healthy, too? That might be an important name to keep uh, on, on the field for Baltimore this year. Uh, Michael, as always, great being with you. We'll see you uh, tomorrow morning. You bet. Thank you, Ben. The Lombardi line wrapping up here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The handle comes your way next. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.